Introducing the Two-Way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the Two-Way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the Two-Way for yourself at newbalance.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome back, everybody. Another edition here of the Auburn Undercover Podcast on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King. Joined here by Jason Caldwell on what will be remembered as a one of the, one of the biggest days in, uh, in college football in a very long time. As things are going to look a lot different, not only in the SEC, not only in the Iron Bowl, but in the entire sport moving forward because uh, Nick Saban has retired after 17 seasons at Alabama. Difficult to argue against him being the greatest college football coach of all time. You look at the run that he went on with the Crimson Tide. And Jason, this is something that had been floated around for a while. Um, It's something we had been hearing as a possibility. I know everybody had kind of been asking about it when they went to the Rose Bowl. Um, And apparently, according to, you know, 24-7 sports, report was that it was pretty sudden um, that he was even recruiting and making phone calls to potential staff members today and then just decided to call a team meeting and, and retire here. But this is, I mean, this is the end of potentially the best dynasty ever from a saving perspective. Maybe they'll just continue. But but if it is the end of that dynasty, obviously it affects everyone. It affects all of college football. It's going to feel a little bit different for Auburn, though. And Auburn will experience this in a much different way than everyone else because they've had to watch this. They've had to watch Nick Saban be great um, and elite and and possibly the best coach ever for the last 17 years. And now we enter into a very new era of the Iron Bowl. Yeah, I don't I don't know that the outs the outside college football world goes, hey, Alabama. Yeah, they've been great. But but you don't understand it when you have to. I mean, when you're in the same state and you have to deal with that every year if you're Auburn. And and also, hey, yeah, play Georgia every year while you're at it. Um, there there hasn't been uh, anybody I, I can't think of that's had a more difficult situation than Auburn has for the last, especially the last six to eight years when Georgia has really started to come on. And, and obviously Alabama's been there, but then you throw Clemson into the mix and you think all these teams, it's been a really, really difficult spot uh, for Auburn to be in. Um, does this guarantee that all of a sudden you flip and, and Alabama's not any good anymore? No, I don't think that's the case. But to stay at that level, um, it's going to be hard for anybody to maintain. I, you know, I have I have been there and I have lived and watched this already um, when Bear Bryant retired. And the difficulty in replacing that next guy is not easy. You saw it at Florida State. It's not easy, even though, they, you know, Jimbo Fisher won a national championship. Um he did not leave, and, and it, it took a little while to keep that going. Obviously, Alabama is a much higher level right now than Florida State was when Jimbo Fisher took over. Uh, and the same way for, for 
you know, when you think about uh, Ray Perkins taking over for, for Bear Bryant at the end, this Alabama program's on a much different level, but so is the rest of college football. Um, it's a different time frame that we're living in now. And, and the, the most interesting part of this now is, is, is the aftermath, what happens in the next two to four days, maybe a little bit more. But you start thinking about it with with the transfer portal now open for Alabama players for the next 30 days. If you're somebody that wants to get somewhere and go through spring practice, it, the 30 days shrinks to about four or five. It has to be pretty quick if you want to get somewhere else. Uh, I think we'll see some guys. I don't know that it'll be a, just 30 guys going in, but I think there'll be some. And I think there'll be some names that might surprise some people uh, because of the uncertainty. And so – it is a it's it's an interesting time obviously for Alabama, but it's a very interesting time for Auburn too because of um, let's face it, they Hugh Freeze and his staff had already started to inroad the state of Alabama, unlike anything we've seen in the last ten to twelve years, um, probably fifteen, probably back to to two thousand seven. Nick Saban comes in that two thousand eight class. Since that time. Auburn has gotten a few guys here or there, but Alabama has dominated the state of Alabama for the most part. Um, and there's never been more talent than there is in the state of Alabama now. And now you have an opportunity if you're Auburn to, as you wrote, close the gap. I think they'd already started to do that. Now you have a serious opportunity, no matter who the next coach is, because um, it may be great and they may carry it on, but it's not going to be Nick Saban. Yeah, I mean, that's that's something to think about as well that people have to realize. It's not just Nick Saban. And when you look at what these players have to do in such a quick period of time here in the transfer portal, you cannot be guaranteed by anybody that your coach is going to still be on the staff. And that's the big thing here. I mean, I, I would think that's more important to some players in, in a lot of instances. Um, now, Nick Saban, you know, he's, he's the greatest of all time for, for a reason. He has that sort of impact. Um, but you're not going to – Bama, apparently, according to Greg Byrne, they, they want to get it done within the next three or four days. Um, but who's to say whoever comes in isn't just going to completely blow up the staff um, and hire all new coaches? And so, yeah, like you mentioned, that the coaching change uh, contingency of the transfer portal is the largest one. It's it's way bigger than if you're in the playoff, if you have a late bowl game, all that kind of stuff. Like you said, they now have 30 days, but it it really is shrunken down because of the timing of this. Um, you know, Auburn, as we recorded this on Wednesday, Auburn started classes today. Now, have we, as we've mentioned before. Um, you actually have until the 17th of January um, because that's the last day to drop classes. So so like Jason mentioned, you could have a possibility of still having guys on campus. The, what we talked about before we got rolling, Jason, the, the interesting one to point out here um, is that a guy who's on Auburn staff, Charles Kelly, um, it's still not been officially announced, but he, he is he is on Auburn staff as a as a defensive assistant, um, spent four seasons at, at Alabama and, and had some of was part of those great recruiting classes um, and played a huge hand in those. You know, Alabama has, has had either the number one or the number two recruiting class in the country every single year since 2019. I don't know what percentage of those guys were, were recruited primarily by Charles Kelly, but it's a really big, it's a really big number. He's now on your staff and you talked about the inroads. That's another key one as well um, for, for a guy like him to, to still be on your staff. But the big domino that, that fell in the immediate wake of this news Jason, I think about an hour after was uh, Ryan Williams. That was, I think, if you're an Auburn fan, as as crazy as this is, and you know, you know, it's the end of it's the end of this era of the Iron Bowl and 
everything Saban did for Alabama. I would argue most Auburn, most Auburn fans, their mind probably went immediately to Ryan Williams saying how much better is Auburn's chance with him? Well, he decommitted from Alabama. And so now you have to think, you know, his visits were with Texas and, uh, and Auburn and Alabama. Those three with Auburn getting the last one in February. Gotta think it's Auburn and and Texas now. And uh, I guess just what do you make of that, of his decision to decommit now? And uh, and how good does it look for Auburn now down the stretch with him? Yeah, I, I think Alabama still be involved. It just depends on how quickly something happens. And and if the if you keep staff in the short term to try to build it, but you, you look and you, you, you know more than likely you're going to have different coordinators. You're going to have position coaches. Obviously, the position coach was already going to be different at wide receiver. Um, somebody asked me that today, and I said, look, it's not worse. Their chances aren't worse than they were um, before this happened. So already felt like Auburn was in the mix. And now you feel like, hey, they're probably even a, a little bit better position. The, the difference thing now is, is that everybody in the country now says, hey, now we may have a shot. So there may be somebody that jumps in here and says, hey, I'm going to take the place of Alabama, see if they can get them on campus and see what happens. And so that's the thing you look at now is, you know, does that change some visit possibilities? Because, I mean, got till February the 9th for him, but I think there's only three visit weekends. This is it. You got three weekends to kind of take these visits. Alabama was supposed to be this weekend, I believe. Um, and so I think that's probably the timeline of, of Greg Burns saying, hey, we want to have a coach before this weekend, before the visit start. Um, is it possible? Yeah, it's possible, but it, it had to get done really quickly, which means um, that's a short turnaround um, because I don't believe this was something that was planned. I don't believe that, hey, here we go. We're going to plan this thing, and we got our next guy ready. I don't think that was the case. Um, but we seen how that was, we saw how they would do it with Nick Saban. Just keep, kept saying, hey, well, you're our guy. We're just going to keep keep offering you money till you come. Um, they're going to have that opportunity. But you know, a guy like Dan Lanning is a $20 million buyout before you ever start the contract with him. And so you start talking about what that could do. Um, you know, potentially for, you know, start talking about the, the money that, that would be required. I don't think that would be an issue for them. But um, I, the, the thing for me is, is for the, for the coach that comes, um, if you leave a great situation to come into an impossible situation, that's going to be the question somebody's going to have to ask because it's an impossible situation. You're never going to be able to live up to, to what just happened at Alabama. Um, will, will that be okay? And, and is that something that, I mean, we saw it derailed Ray Perkins, I mean, uh, after, after Bayer. And so that's going to be the interesting part of this one. But, yeah, there's a lot of aftermath to go out. Um, what happens in the portal? Not a lot of recruiting in this class left other than Ryan Williams. But there's a whole lot of 2025 guys that, that are right here and, hey, make decisions and have already, you know, these guys get these things done earlier and earlier now. If you're Auburn, you've got an opportunity to – to potentially go in and, and, and strike a little bit more in that next class um, in a class they've already started pretty darn well. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We talked about the whole talent gap thing. I mean, that's been something Hugh Freeze has hit on over and over again as being need number one for him at Auburn. Like you said, Alabama's not going anywhere. They are still going to recruit at a really high level, um, you know, what they're set up with because of Nick Saban. And I would be willing to bet in the 12-team playoff in terms of relevance on the field, they, they, they may not they may not really be going anywhere. Now, they may not win national championships right away with somebody like a Dan Lanning, but how crucial is this year for Hugh Freeze now in the wake of this news? Because from here on out, Jason, for the rest of time, when people ask in you know 50 years, okay, well, yeah, so, so who was the Auburn coach when, when, when Nick Saban left Alabama? So the answer is always going to be Hugh Freeze. So now what what Auburn does with it, um, I think over the next 10, 11 months is 11 months is going to be really crucial for the uh, for the direction of this program. I'm not saying they can just jump up and take it from Alabama. No one's going to really be able to do that unless you're Georgia. But the fact of the matter is, if you get Ryan Williams, you're going to have either the number three or number four class in the country. And that is really, really good progress. What else? besides the, you know, continue to make strides in recruiting, trying to get top five classes, what else does Hugh Freeze and Auburn have to do to, to take advantage of this? Uh, you're muted. Sorry. Sorry. You're good. The only thing you can handle right now is the recruiting aspect of it and roster management and getting better between now and August. That's all you can handle for the next six months, seven months. Then you on the field, you got to show – marked improvement um is your roster better the roster the schedule sets up i think pretty good for auburn um can you take some of those strides and for me the next step for auburn you don't have to go win in athens and tuscaloosa but you got to go be competitive in athens and tuscaloosa to show that hey we're closing the gap on that because that hasn't been the case for a long time auburn has not been competitive in either one of those environments um for much of the last decade can you go and 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 do that to say, hey, yep, we told you, we're coming, we're gaining on you. That to me is the next step. You got to show it on the field, and it's and that helps. That gets helped by being more talented. There's no question about that. And and you got to go out and and get better at, across the board on the lines of scrimmage. I think they're starting to do that, continuing to do that. Um, but can you can you close it on the field? Because we've seen Texas A and M. Texas A&M go out and get – they got a great class. But if you can't back it up, then it doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, it makes it worse. I think Auburn showed this year that, hey, with more talent, this is a staff and a roster that can go out and compete and do the things you need to do. Um, but that's where it starts. But but in the in the short term, it is continuing to – it is is talent acquisition. That is the short-term goal for them going, hey, we need to acquire as much talent as possible. And right now in the short-term goal, that's Ryan Williams. If you can add him to the class, and can you find a couple of key transfers, Alabama or whoever, to make you better? Um, 
that's the I think that has to be the the ultimate goal right now as you get <clears throat> ready for for 2024. Yeah, I mean it was after it was after the Alabama game that that Freeze said, you know, talking about the recruits in attendance saying we hope we showed them that we're close to to bridging that gap. Obviously they played Georgia and Alabama close this season that had a lot of other issues this year. Um, but especially when that game's in Jordan-Hare Stadium, the, it's it's crazy to think about. But, you know, you look back at what Saban did at Alabama, um, nobody played them better than Auburn did. It's, it's, it's Auburn and it's LSU who each had five wins um, against them during Saban's tenure. It's crazy to think about that that Gus Malzahn had less success against some a bunch of other SEC coaches than he did against getting three wins against uh, against Nick Saban. And so um, you look back and it's a, it's sort of a, it's a grim part of the iron bowl right now in terms of the history. Um, it, relatively speaking uh, in the Nick Saban era, you know, four straight wins for Alabama in the series is the, is the longest since right before bear Bryant retired actually. Yes. It was. Um, yes. It's the longest since, uh, you know, Auburn had punt Bama punt in 1972 when I was born, mm. and I was I was uh, nine heading towards ten before I, I actually saw Auburn's first win over Alabama. So it was a ten year stretch, and then then Auburn had six straight um, before right before Nick Saban, and and so that's that's it, and and so yeah, Auburn's had to, you know obviously the last two opportunities to 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 win those games at home. Um, yeah, like I said, the next step is can you go compete on the road, and and that's that now is uh, is something that has to show up for Auburn with with Nick Saban gone. Real quickly, and then we'll get out of here. I mean, landing I think is the one that just makes a lot of sense. I think fit wise, he would he would say all the right things. He sort of have the right mindset um, that they're looking for. Um, you know, there's been a bunch of other names floated out immediately by by, by people like Pete Thamel. Um, Marcus Freeman is one that, that would be really interesting to me as well. Where do you think they go with this? Do they go? Do they go younger? You know, the, the young up and coming guys like a Lanning, like a like a uh, like a Marcus Freeman. I kind of doubt someone like Dabo or Lane Kiffin. I kind of doubt they'll give those guys a look. But I guess just what's what, what's your take on that? Yeah, what, what I, I don't know. I, I, it's it's really interesting um, to see. Okay, are you are you going to take the chance on the guy that that I mean, Oregon was in a pretty good spot. When Dan Lanning took over, obviously he took it to the next level, but he did that by getting Bo Nix a quarterback and and having that kind of set for you. Um, you know, Mark Freeman was in a pretty good spot at, at Notre Dame. Now, obviously they recruited better, and, and I think they've added to it. Um, the the interesting one would be Mike Norvell, but it it doesn't seem like a, a fit at Alabama, but he he has taken a program that was not in great shape. And gotten it to where it was pretty good. Uh, he's used the portal, which is kind of unlike Alabama. Dabo's been the guy that you know you kind of heard about for years. Has he run his his course at Clemson? As he said, hey, that's all I can do. I can't do anything else here. That ACC carrot dangling in that league too is an interesting one because if you're in that league and you go, what do we do? What, what do we do now? Um, so uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know which way they go. They're, they're guys that will be heavily involved in this, what direction they would like to go. Um, the established top of the line number one guy has been historically what Alabama's kind of done. Um, 
usually going, hey, we're going to go get that guy. And it hasn't been the upper up and comer for the most part. When they've done that, it hasn't worked really well. Uh, you think about Shula and you think about, you know, Mike Price and you think about some of these other guys that that hasn't worked as well for them uh, as some other schools. I think it's going to be somebody that is absolutely established. That's a short list um, in college football nowadays. Um, you know, the one thrown out there is kind of interesting is James Franklin. Um, he hasn't gone out and done it, but he has taken Penn State to a position to where, okay, they're, they're kind of right there a little bit. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how, how it works out, what way it works out. But all I know is, is that if you're Auburn, um, this is an opportunity now that you haven't had in 15 years. Um, because once Saban arrived, the entire world and landscape of college football in the state of Alabama changed. And now you have an opportunity to change it for the first time. Yeah, it's similar to how this doesn't affect anybody more than it affects Auburn. I mean, they'll be we've our, I mean, several board posts just by our 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 members talking about their coaching search. I mean, they will be paying extremely close attention. Um, and also Auburn fans are smart. They'll be able to see the connections to to potential staff members. Um, you know, guys who have been around them previously, what that means for recruiting in the state of Alabama. Um, and so it, it could certainly be a very eventful next uh, 72 hours. But we'll get out of here after uh, after a little reaction episode. Um, Jason, thanks for hopping on. We hope everybody enjoyed it. It's going to be really interesting to follow what uh, what happens here in the aftermath. And it's going to be obviously really important um, for Auburn to take advantage of it as Nick Saban retires after 17 seasons at Alabama. If you guys enjoyed the show, leave us a five-star review. The bumper music is by Beats by Mordecai. You guys can follow him on Twitter, SoundCloud, and Instagram. Until the next episode, we'll catch you guys later. Everybody have a great rest of the week.